Welcome, cadets and captains, to a brand new edition of M Class Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Josh. And, oh, and I'm and I'm Zane. No, oh, not no. yet, Zane. Oh no. All right, that's the last time. Look. <laughs> All right, I think we've had enough guests on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It was a fun experiment, I but. Joining us today for the first time ever, you may know her from uh, a little podcast called Cracking the Spine, which you may be missing. You may know her from the original, original lineup of Continue and all types of projects they've done since. And you may know her from Horse. (laughs) Please welcome Zane Bauer to the show. Now am I allowed to talk? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) No, you're allowed to talk from now until forever. (gasps) Noted. Forever. What's uh, what's up, Zane? Not a whole lot, Josh. Cool. Cool. Zane and Josh are in the same room, so if it sounds really awkward, it is. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's just the way it is when we're in a room. We used to work in an office together, and not a word was spoken <laughs> all day. That is true. That sounds pretty wonderful, I'm not going to lie. And then there was an earthquake once, and I didn't feel it, you but were, everybody else did. You weren't did. there. You were, like, walking down the street. I went to get cigarettes back when I smoked cigarettes. Ew. I agree. <laughs> so, yeah. today we're going to be... T- today uh, we are uh, balls deep, let's say, in... Daruma's Cardi C collection. If I said the wrong name, I'm really sorry. I think it was him. (laughs) I think it is. It is him. I looked it up. We do a really good job fact checking here. I can tell. uh, Daruma's Cardi C and me collection because it's all guest episodes for some reason. I don't know how it shook out that way. Yeah, last week we had a British guy on. I can't top that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. You've been replaced. I am allegedly female. Allegedly. Allegedly. Wait, who's going to verify on a podcast? It's an audio medium. Nobody can hear whatever ladies have going on down there. This is... <laughs> is there not a low hum? Do I not understand? <laughs> there... Uh, we do give off a certain frequency, but uh, you as a man would not be able to. We can't hear it. It's like yeah. dogs. Well, Only that's dogs like, can hear that's it. It's like most things. Me as a man doesn't get it. Um, yeah. So, today, since last time we talked about Chain of Command Part 1, I bet you could bet your ass what we're talking about this time. Chain of did Command you, Part 2. Zane, did you watch Chain of Command Part 1? <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to. It wasn't... Required. I didn't watch. The, no. uh, Magil Barrett tells you what happens at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah. She says previously on Star yeah. Trek Command. No, there was a recap, and I was yeah. like, T, thank you. <laughs> Is that what they say? T? No. That's Spilled what they the say. No. Did you say T like thank you? Did you say T? <laughs> I did. I don't know. I, I forgot that I'm like 20 years younger than That's you. right. That's right. <laughs> It's a, it's a bad episode. This is a um, bad episode. So, <laughs> today we're going to be talking... Uh, it's uh, TNG Season 6, Episode 11, and it was written by uh, a fellow named Frank Abedomarco. Is Did he write the first one? Yes. Yes. And uh, he was a super di- supervising producer on uh, Next Gen for the sixth season. He wrote 
Man of the People, which I didn't recognize. I had to look which up. Which one's that one? It's the one where uh, Troy meets uh, another psychic guy who gets in her, puts a virus in her brain that makes her older and hornier. What? She gets hornier and hornier and older and older until she's she an old lady. She gets the milk virus. Dying. Yeah. Man. She tries to get Riker to have one. sex with her in her in like the white lingerie thing with no bra. Oh yeah, that okay. I do remember that. And Riker's like, you seem pretty drunk. I don't know about this. And she's like, she's well, like, fuck you. Well, that sounds like her. Uh, and then he, then he doesn't fuck her though. No. A man of principle. Yeah. He will fuck a hologram MILF, but he won't fuck his real-life future wife, (laughs) who has the MILF disease. Help a bitch out. (laughs) It's the only way to cure it. That sounds like a shirt. (laughs) I got the MILF disease. Help a bitch out. (laughs) It says that on the back, on the shoulder. Help a bitch out. This episode was directed... emoji. This episode was directed by Les Landau, who uh, directed 34 episodes of TNG, 14 episodes of Deep Space Nine, 9 episodes of Voyager, and 1 episode of Enterprise. Which Enterprise episode did he do? Sleeping Dogs. That's the one where the dogs get the MILF disease and they get real horny. (laughs) They try to get Riker to fuck them and he's like, not this time. He's like, nah, I'm just a hologram. I'm just in the holodeck at the end. Uh, This is is all a holodeck adventure. (laughs) Uh, Of note, Les Landau directed Star Trek The Next Generation, a Klingon challenge, an interactive VCR board game from 1993. Oh, why don't we own that? Sounds amazing. That, that's let's, a good question. Why don't we own stop that? this episode and play <laughs> that game? I would love that. That's, that sounds like a Patreon exclusive to me. Did you ever play the Wayne's World VCR game? Is that a thing? I yes. didn't know that was a thing. And by the second time you play it, you're like, okay, I've done all the things. I know the game. Oh, boy. Yeah, and he's like, eh, Garth, we gotta go. And then they do, like, bits and stuff, and it's like, it's classic. It's real good. Aerosmith shows up. How old are you again? 107. <laughs> Same age as Picard when they sent him to do top secret spy stuff. <laughs> 208. <clears throat> uh, that was supposed to be covered by talking, but it was perfectly timed. Well, we all have allergies. That's the thing. Not me. You don't have allergies? No. What's it How'd like being a- superhuman? <laughs> It's pretty amazing. I, guess, I highly recommend it. I guess you're like normal human and we're like subhuman because uh, we have allergies. Yeah. I have other afflictions. So but I feel like we're a, I have severe and chronic butitis. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> butitis so all, help a bitch out. It all evens out. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Magic Mind who uh, were kind enough to reach out to us to give the show a little bit of professionalism for a change. Oh, that's a nice change. Thank you, Magic Mind. I, like, drink this stuff, like, with my, like, morning coffee. I'm using morning in quotes, right? Quote-unquote morning. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, man, I'm, like, good all day, and I'm not jittery at all, and, like, it just, it tastes good. (laughs) Like, I want to drink it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, everybody knows that Josh and I are old wizen sages. We are two right. 
ancient wizards atop our crystalline towers with mm -hmm. th steeped in thousands of years of magic. So Magic Mine was a perfect fit. It's right in the name. <laughs> We're right. old, old men, and we need some type of energy to, to yeah. drag ourselves from the crypt that we yeah. sleep in at night. <laughs> and it works! And it does work. And, uh, like, I drink a lot of caffeine anyway, and I, I'm trying to cut back on it. And I think Magic Mind's pretty much the perfect way to do that because yeah. it's far less caffeine than, like, a cup of coffee or a bottle of Pepsi. Yeah. Know, you know how I am with that shit. So Magic Mind is helping me with that. It keeps me up and actually alert for a change during the day. I'm not, like, falling asleep on the couch like Pop Pop. I started taking uh, Magic Mind because I was I was curious because they wanted to do a little bit of a partnership and I don't want to advertise anything on the show that's uh, that I don't myself like but I was I was straight up energized the entire day and that yeah. is if you know me as a person in real life that is incredibly rare I am uh, conking out on the couch twenty four seven. Yeah, never met a couch I didn't like to nap on. That's a hundred percent true for me too. We're the same guy. It's true. Yeah, but I don't have to go back for that like second, third, fourth cup of coffee. Jesus! <laughs> All like, right. <laughs> I mean, that's like what I was doing, man. And now I can just have a magic mind, and I'm like good to go. And I, like I said, you don't get jittery. It's got a ton of vitamin C and A in it, which is good for you. It's got cordyceps in it, which are, like, good for you. They're, like, mushrooms. Well, that's the thing that, like, I really kind of got hype on is because I love mushrooms, right? Yeah. You're, I've got, you're, I've got yeah. like, a mushroom umami seasoning that I use on fucking everything. Yeah. And when I found out that this has multiple kinds of mushrooms in it, and uh, I'm going to use some big fucking words on your tiny little brains right now. Yeah. Uh, they're adaptogens and nootropics, which reduce anxiety inflammation and keep you awake enough to actually do something for a change with your life think about that <laughs> try yeah. doing something with your life for a change have some magic minds <laughs> magic mind. <laughs> that's why i would recommend it though like uh i don't recommend a lot of stuff on the show and when i do like you can really get behind it like i if you follow any of my recommendations you know this jeff guy knows what he's talking about if uh, you follow our link over to uh, www.magicmind.co slash mclass, you get up to 50% off your subscription in the next 10 days with the code mclass20. And look, if you got 10 days worth of, I don't know, gladiatorial combat you got to go through and you're like, damn, I'm going to miss out on the code, <laughs> you're, it's actually good forever for 20% off. Nice. So think about that. <laughs> That's awesome. Think about changing your life for the better at magicmind.co slash mclass and use special code mclass20 for 50% off your subscription for the next 10 days and 20% off after that. That is M-C-L-A-S-S, -S, wink, 20 is our code. M-C-L-A-S-S, -S, 20. Uh, follow the link in the description if you can't uh, listen well. <laughs> and thank you again, Magic Mind, for sponsoring the show. We should actually probably do the show. Zane's been sitting here silently for this whole time. Yeah, Zane's, Zane's like, I, she's going to need a Magic Mind after this. And now, Star Trek. So last we left our heroes, uh, they donned 
sneaking suits. Mm. Ninja suits. That look like they would be just perfect for diving. But they're sneaking suits. You know what? I think that they're cool. I'm not gonna lie. You think they're cool? Yeah, like when they like have like the hoods down and everything. I think they look awesome. Oh, okay. I was like with the like face hugging like no. condom hoods. Yeah, it makes but, their like, lips all like pursed like, up. Afterwards, <clears throat> uh like when they're like out um, of the fray. Yeah. They look kinda cool. Alright. Yeah. I mean the tactical sweaters are cool. I'll right? allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. But uh Picard gets captured, and it turns out the entire mission was a ruse by those dirty spoonheads. <laughs> yeah, this is the racist spoonheads collection. <laughs> That's the racial slur they use. It's for them. Did you, did you did you watch Deep Space Nine? I uh, they use it a, like a living, lot. Actually, like, they call them spoonheads. That's. It's pretty fucked up. Doesn't that sound like the most racist, not right, like fake term yeah. you've ever heard yeah. in your life? <laughs> It might be fake, but it's racist. It's as soon as you hear it, it's like, ooh. It hits that ugh. part, yeah. I don't, yeah. And yet I mean, we keep but, saying it. Doesn't that say something about us? Yeah. I mean, sure does. Maybe that if they weren't like filthy, duplicitous reptiles, well, maybe. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> fucking bloody also, parties. Also, they're fucking Nazis, so fuck them. Yeah, oh, that, there is actually, an extremely. Uh, in this episode, at least, they really sort of try and soften that as Deep Space Nine goes along a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, which I don't know how... Like, I, I kind of think Deep Space Nine makes it worse because you actually see, like, oh, they, like, subjugated people. <laughs> yeah, and, like, but I mean, like, as it, tortured towards them. the end of it, when they start to become, like, all the heroes fighting back against the Dominion and stuff, yeah. they really downplay the fact that they, uh, you know, subjugated an entire planet and put them in camps. Yeah, they did get what was coming to them, though. Not the people in the camps. Okay, thank you. The spoonheads. But uh, this episode especially is a straight-up, like, Nazi torture analogy. Uh, Straight up to the point where he brings his fucking daughter in the room and is like, ah, they're subhumans who don't love their kids. Don't worry. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's like some, like, World War II, like... Mm -hmm. Imperial Japanese shit. They would they would do that. Like they would line up everybody to get their heads cut off, right? And they would just bring their family, bring your family down to the head choppings. England, too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh yeah, England. Yeah. I feel like that's like a long held yeah. human tradition. We uh, we as humans love lopping off a head. We sure do. <laughs> humans and uh, the guy who did The Hobbit. Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson. Oh. Not a human. Didn't did you not know that? He's not a human. He's actually it's a hobbit. New, news to me. I am learning so much on this adventure. At least he's not a spoonhead. <laughs> we 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 also take turns about which one of us is offended yeah. when the other one says <laughs> one of us has to be offended or it's not funny. So you have to line it up right. Oh, okay. It might not be funny anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, this probably. might be the end of our podcast. Yeah, we we're probably it. getting. Yeah, yeah, we're done. That uh, sounds about right. Since I'm here, <laughs> <laughs> Picard has been captured by uh, the Cardassians and Gold uh, something. Gold Madrid, who's played by Madrid. the Secret of the Use. <laughs> That's right. He's in the Secret of the Use. And he's Gorkon in Star Trek VI. He's a great actor. He is a great actor. He's got that Britishness going for him that makes him nefarious. 
Yeah, all British accents are evil. Rich Masters is evil. <laughs> He's taking a beating in this episode. He's not even he does, on it. He does every episode. <laughs> uh, Madrid has... Uh, Picard drugged up, and he's asking him questions about uh, Minos Corva. Yep. And Picard's that. like, I don't know anything about that. And even though he's like on 4 billion grams of sodium pentothal, he's like, I don't believe you. You're lying to me. Yeah, I love the, when the dude like cranks him up full of more drug. It's like the most overdramatic like, <laughs> twist. It's like... What the it, hell kind of... It, it makes like a bop it sound when you like <laughs> twist it. Yeah. Twist it. Bop it. <laughs> Inject <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but uh, Picard, uh, is he's answering the questions truthfully, but uh, not truthfully enough for Gull Madrid, who continues to drug him. Yeah, it's not about the truth, yeah, right? Yeah, it's not about that. Yeah. No, not for Madrid. Madrid is getting his rocks off this whole episode. His reptilian spoon-shaped rocks. Ew. <laughs> is they're, it, like, indented. Do we know that <laughs> about Cardassian balls? Was there a well, scene dis- in Discovery? Discovery, <laughs> Discovery hasn't shown us the, the ball shot yet. But Josh so. knows. Yeah. Josh well, in my knows. fan fiction. <laughs> uh, so, back on the Enterprise, everybody's favorite Captain Jellico. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jellico comes off a lot better in this episode than he does in the last one, by the way. I think I think he comes off worse in this. Really? One. Yeah, because fucking explain even, yourself. So even when like the gloves come off, right? He's still kind of a twat. Oh where, yeah. Where he shit like in the first episode, like I kind of get that he's like, okay, we gotta get this shit done. Like I don't care if you don't like me, we got shit to do, right? But in this one, when he's talking to Riker. No, he gets all pussy hurt about it. He's got like it. a yeah. personal vendetta against Riker in this episode. It's not. Yeah. It's no longer Riker's incompetent. It's like I don't like this guy and I want to make him feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then like getting Picard back is sort of like an afterthought. Yeah. He's like, he oh, by the way. Ew. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, he, Ew. And then when he he's like probably better now. Yeah. You know, he's like you'll find everything as you left it. Probably, Probably better. better, yeah. You know, and it's like he's a piece of shit. It's true. <laughs> More like Smellico. More like Smellaho. Jo- <laughs> nice. Josh has flip flopped <laughs> like uh, uh, okay, one hundred and eighty. I was going to make an incredibly dated political reference, but I couldn't remember his name. John flip flop. John Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you, flip, you flip-flopped like John Kerry between these two episodes. Last episode, he was like, no, 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 Jeff. Jellico's he's just doing what he's got to do, man. Just Google jo- uh, Jell- Captain Jellico, comma, swift boat spaceship. <laughs> uh, no, nobody tw- 25 or under is going to understand this podcast. No. They're like, who? Uh, Jim Carrey? What do you think? What do you think overall of Jellico, Zane? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, kind of, what is what's what's the point of that whole like subplot? Um, it you know, like, does he come in specifically just to uh, like sort of be a source of tension? I think so. Um, like, because I feel like that's kind of how it's played is like you're not 
supposed to like this guy? No. No. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last time, but he's played by uh, an actor, Ronnie Cox, who plays nothing but villains in almost right. everything. So they, yep. it was very purposefully, like, everything about this character is meant to rub you the wrong way. Yeah, Even pe- though, like, he's not really doing anything wrong. Like, he's yeah. doing everything the way that he should, but we're... We don't like that. We automatically don't like him just on principle because he's not Picard. Yeah. yeah. He's not our dad. He's not right. our space dad, Picard. <laughs> but also, like, I think that this was explained sort of in the first episode that I definitely watched. Why, <laughs> uh, why doesn't it fall? Why can't Riker be captain? Oh, uh, Admiral, Admiral Necheyev comes in and Riker's like, well, why right, can't I be okay. captain? And she's like, because you're a bitch. Yeah, she's yeah. like, you're you're not you don't That's know right. shit about spoonheads. I actually do remember that. Yeah, okay. she it, Jellico did like um the treaty that they have with the Cardassians right now. He's the guy who spearheaded it. So they bring him in. And we talked about how dumb an idea it is to take him from the ship where he did that originally and his crew yeah. and just sort yeah. of it's just, plant it's so him. It's flimsy because like yeah. I feel like they spend the better part of two episodes like making Riker feel like shit and then yes. at the end they're like oh actually you're like super capable and as it turns out really good at your job and you're literally the only one who could mm-hmm. do this so maybe we do need you and it's like what the fuck was the point of all of this yeah it's just like, I get it you I get it for right? the tension yeah. but also like it's, annoying it's like soap opera-esque right it's a little, a little bit a little bit like like a character injected that. purposefully just to stir up shit and yeah. is that like, is this the only time that we see Jellico? Like, yes. He, he just shows up for two episodes and then disappears into the ether? He goes back onto the, whatever, the Cairo, and he's like, well, I had a big dick, but then I lost it. <laughs> he's he's like, well, that, episode, that sucked dick. Let's get back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go kill fucking Robocop in the holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> we live my greatest moments. <laughs> I had to kill. What's his name? I forget his name in the movie. Murphy. No, the uh, the guy he killed. Oh, Bob Morton. Bob Morgan. I had to kill Bob Morgan. Morton. He was getting too close to the truth. Like Morton Salt. <laughs> oh, like Morton Cyan. I just watched it like two days. Robocop ago. is like my favorite movie, so I know everything about it. Like a dweeb. Um, I like the move part where the, the balls get shot. <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely seen the like fake version where people just keep running out and get their dick shot off over and over again. Yeah, right? and they show like the dick they getting show full shot, dick and like, balls. Every it's time. a dick getting shot the fuck off, and it's like whoa, and then they just keep doing. It. <laughs> but uh, they've been having these meetings like on the Enterprise, spearheaded by Jellico, but Riker and Troy are also there, not doing much of anything. Uh, with Gull Lamech, the evilest-looking bastard that's ever been on this show. Also, like, the foppiest fop. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Is he supposed to walk around like he's in drag? He's Like, literally, if you go back and, like, watch his body language. Like, he fucking, like, sachets from oh, yeah. room to room. Yeah. He minces. To the point where I was like, is that, like, a th- thing? Like, is that, is that a what Cardassian Cardassian's thing? thing? No. Uh, Cardassians are usually really stiff. When they move. Okay, because he has, like, a lot of, like, hip movement and, like, literal, like, wrist flexing. <laughs> He's just a real sexy, <laughs> fuckable Cardassian. 
Yeah, he's a snake man he's, who's gotta he's like limber real up. Fobby, which I I was big into. Like that's great. That, that guy. <laughs> but it was I, an interesting way to play that character. Yeah. That guy like is a perfect Cardassian. Like that dude probably without his makeup looks like a Cardassian. I buy that. He's uh, I, a hot I, <laughs> I mentioned it before, but you apparently had to have a really long neck to play a Cardassian because yeah, if you didn't, your head just looks like it's on your shoulders, which <laughs> Madrid kind of does a little bit. They do yeah. that in DS Nine with that one guy who like wants to be blamed for all the war crimes because he feels guilty oh, and his yeah. neck's real like stumpy and it's like he's like ah, I'm like a chody one yeah he, he can't move his head correctly he has to move yeah. his shoulders like he's batman. like batman he's yeah exactly <laughs> we're the same guy yeah, unfortunately um <laughs> but they're they're trying to like assure lamech that they just want peace but lamech pulls big dick swinging and he's like actually uh captain picard lieutenant Worf, and dr crusher we've got them they they, they came into cardassian territory killed 55 men women and children he says yeah yeah which like what right <laughs> yeah i don't and of course riker's like proof yeah, yeah. and everyone's like they don't need it. But yeah, it's inconsequential. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Riker yeah. does bumble into this pretty badly. Like, they're trying to not show, be like, nah, Lamech, you're full of shit. But he's like, where's dad? <laughs> yeah, but Jellicoe doesn't, like, give him the f- any, like, probably doesn't tell him anything, right? No. Jellicoe like, doesn't tell him anything. You two with me. And then they go in and, like, they're like, what the fuck are we doing today? I don't know, you know? Well, that was the big problem last episode. Uh, well, I guess it continues in this episode. Every time Jellico gives someone an order, he doesn't add any context to it whatsoever. Yeah. So everybody just kind of pouts away from the table. Yes, that is super true. <laughs> Everyone on the Cairo must be just like, fucking dad's home. Like, probably now they're like fucking partying. They're like, fucking dad's out of the state. He's on a business trip. Let's fuck each other. It's like fucking lowered X over there. You're not allowed to fuck when Jellico's on board. No, he, he checks bunks at night. <laughs> he reads he the sensor logs. Yeah, he knows. He's like, hmm. <laughs> there was a heat spike in this room at 0600 hours. Ew. I'm not gonna get a heat spike in this room. <laughs> it's, it's nice to hear the listener when we say that. <laughs> I hope uh, people are in their cars like, oh, God. Jesus. The fuck uh, am I listening to this show for? <laughs> but Lamech straight up reveals, like, we have Picard prisoner. And that's when Riker's like, is he still alive? And Lamech, like, gives this shit-eating grin, like, ha-ha, I knew, I knew yeah. you knew. But, like, they, the, the whole chess game is sort of ridiculous, right? Like, yeah. because, like... They, they both know. They both know. Like, why are we? Why are we playing? Well, like they both this? know, and they both give away that they know. Exactly. Yes. So it's it's a very poorly played game of chess. It's like you have to show your cards at some point, right? Exactly. Like, why? Jellico, the chess master. Like, the game is over, and he's still like, I don't know. Maybe I will move my pawn. He's Zab Brannigan. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like a house of cards. Checkmate. Like they play this episode off like he's some sort of like master negotiator or something but he's really terrible at it and he only wins by like he's like I'm gonna do violence on you if you don't give up yeah he's like a brinksmanship guy like he's like 
like the circumstances because they were written as such in the show make him seem smart, right? Yes. But like if they weren't in a nebula, like what was he gonna do? Tiptoe underneath gonna, their ship and put a bomb on it. Like, they would have with his big guns. That's why he's on the Enterprise because it's a big. It's like I think like Necheyev and Angelico like outthink themselves in this whole thing, right? They're like, well, we need the Enterprise, but we need Jellico, uh, and Picard knows about radiation, and the other two people are retired, so it's in, we'll just get a sixty-five-year-old man to go spy <laughs> on these people. In in any other episode, um, Riker would be captain of the Enterprise, yeah. and Jellico would come in as an advisor. Yeah. Right. Like, you don't need to be captain of the ship in order to do uh, negotiations. No. Yeah, like, and that, you could have, like, uh, like the tension be that, like, Riker's the captain, and Jellico's like, well, I wouldn't do it that way. And then have like, that Jellico be, breaks know. the rules. And yeah. maybe you like him a little bit more because he's, like, he's a rebel he's with a, a cause, right? He's a bad daddy. He's a bad boy. <laughs> Like the exact opposite is why you kind of don't like him because yeah. you're used to like Picard and Riker finessing situations, yeah. and like you know that they can, and it's always in everyone's best interest. Angelico is so by the book that it ends up being like he's like a party pooper, he's a shithead. It's like yes. let Riker like swing his dick around. Come on, yeah, I want to see him helicopter these Cardassians. <laughs> And they're like, we can't do that. Ours are indented. Oh, no. They're the like dick, too? <laughs> yeah. Everything is spoon-shaped. Everything. Jesus. Nipples spoon-shaped. Dicks. I'm, I'm confused about what that would look like, but I don't want to see it. I'll try you a picture. <laughs> uh, Zane does bring up a good point, though, that uh, Riker and Picard finesse a situation. They work mm-hmm. together in order to find out the best path to go forward, right? That's how we know them as characters. Every now and then, Picard's like, I can't tell you, number one, and Riker gets butthurt about it. Mm. Yeah, but he's not, like, sent to his goddamn room. No. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he gets sent to his room without supper. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's sitting there in, like, a smoking jacket. <laughs> he's reading he's a book backwards. Book. To- and he, and it's a manga. Like, Shiny smoking jacket. Yeah, it's like whoa, bro. That's the when I get into my computers, I like to feel the silk on my skin. It's like Hugh Hefner. It's like weird. (laughs) Screw Hefner. That's how they with his trombone because he's secretly in a ska band. (laughs) Not so secretly. (laughs) He Uh, says it's jazz, but come on, jazz trombone. Have you uh, (laughs) seen what Picard wears when he's alone in his room? Oh, oh God! Oh, like a yes. scant. Yeah, he, he wears oh, the yes. scant. He wears a oh, like a full open-chested blouse with, yep. <laughs> with oh. like it bloomers. I know. <laughs> Zane was texting me last night. She's like, "Can we watch one of the episodes where Picard's in a scant?" And I was like, "No, Zane. He's right. he's." Then completely... I will settle for the one where he's full ass <laughs> buck ass dude. <laughs> Uh, we do have a John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Zane brought one with her. Wow. Better than any guest ever. Nobody ever brings any fun facts. Yay! <laughs> um, apparently, um, it was uh, Patrick Stewart's idea to be nude in that scene. Yeah. Um, and it, he did a lot of research. He watched. He actually watched, like, uh, tapes from Amnesty International of, like, 
people being tortured Jesus. in real life situations. Holy fuck. Yeah. Um, and uh, he requested that he be nude for the scene. And I guess they were like, Sure. Right. <laughs> also, I mean, he does look good. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he hits the gym, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think he needed to. I think he just was like that. You think he just, like, I think like yeah. I think just he always looked like that. Drank tea and just was fit. Okay, Zaddy. <laughs> Captain Zaddy. <laughs> Uh, I guess that qualifies for a fun question mark fact for this yeah. episode, at least. Yeah, watching Amnesty International torture tapes, super fun. Well, I mean, the end result is that he was yeah. nude for the scene. You That's get, fun. You get to see half a ass cheek. Yeah. They lit it really nice. Yeah. They did. It was very nicely lit. I, I agree, Josh. I could have had a better, more lighting, but... <laughs> and maybe the camera, like, accidentally goes and like, breaks the fourth yeah. wall and goes in front. You know? Oops. Oops. Maybe we get, like, a full 3D pan and scan of him making it. <laughs> I mean, I think Josh would have settled just for crack. Yeah, I would have, like, the crack or, like, maybe, like, just a underball. An, uh, mm. You know, everybody like under loves an underball. But, like, through the Through the, through the crack. Yeah. yeah, through the five hole, yeah, they yeah, call yeah. it. <laughs> who is they? Yeah, who the, is they? Them. Okay. Anyone who knows. It's just Josh. <laughs> uh, they, they have Picard shackled up. In his this room. makes me uncomfortable. Because it, they hang him up. Like, they really hang his ass up. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh. Like, the, the, the feeling in the wrists and ugh. ugh. It's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an off-putting episode the whole episode is really sort of like there are parts that straight up like gut me that i'm just like jesus yeah. christ like when i remember watching this as a kid i remember like hating it because i like didn't like feeling the feelings you know yeah. and and now that i watch it that i'm an older more uh dead inside human uh <laughs> you still don't like feeling your feelings i still don't like feeling my feelings <laughs> but i notice a lot more how picard is interrogating Madrid, like he flips yeah, it because yeah. he's so fucking smart right and well, that makes like, me feel that's better. like that whole there's that whole scene where like Madrid makes the error like yeah. the horrible stupid blunder of revealing anything about himself yeah. and picard immediately turns it on him yeah. um and sort of out manipulates him it's smart it's he's created a situation then like he tells him you know I'll always see you as that six year old starving yeah. boy who can't take care of himself he creates a situation where Gol Madrid knows that no matter what he does from here on out he's never yes. really going to have the upper hand again yeah it gets it under his under his skin too under his gray and, reptilian spoon head skin and makes him like kind of <laughs> double down and try to like force yeah. it in yeah, a way. Yeah. Where, like, he, if he had kept just going the way that he was going, he probably would have... He would have broken him. Picard. And, he, I mean, you know... Anyway, almost does, sort of yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, like, he he forces it in a way because he's desperate now to prove his point and to, to regain that, like, power dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, uh... 
he don't take it personally when you're torturing someone. That's a tip, pro tip. <laughs> it's a it's an M class podcast. <laughs> Just yeah, M class podcast branded pro tip for you right there. <laughs> Between friends, when torturing someone, don't take it personally. And I mean, Picard brings up a good point. And I'm, even Madrid doesn't have anything to say against it, which is uh, this has all been personal for Madrid because yeah. torture isn't a reliable way to get information. Yeah. Everyone knows that. It really sets up Deep Space Nine really well too, because you 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 forget about this and like the psychological stuff that the Cardassians are going through as like a race, right? Like they talk about how like they're they were starving and like they're. You know, it's like which is basically like us now, right? Well, <laughs> like, I was about like, to say that it's Germany post World War One, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Jeff. It's yeah. it's like inflation Germany, right? Where like people are wheelbarrowing out like mm -hmm. Marks for like a loaf of bread, right? Like, mm -hmm. and then it just causes them to like get angry, and th that suffering like well, leads the, to when the military takes over. Yes. Whether it's mm. Germany or Cardassia, uh, it becomes more and more fascist and militant until war is completely inevitable. Yep. Yep. That's the whole point, right? Hooray! Yeah, hooray. It's a I happy love this episode. Show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the one where they go to Ryza and he fucks that archaeologist again. <laughs> again? <laughs> I was about to say, we already did that one, but... We'll have Harking to have Zane back, back on for an episode that isn't soul-crushing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, message received. I get it. <laughs> get it. You made me pick. Could have picked the happy Cardassian one where they aren't fascists. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, you needed a Jew to come on. <laughs> we had two Jews. Well, that's the thing. Is we talk about, you know, Cardassian. Yeah, I get it. Rich is Romani, so, yeah. like, we, we had, had two. So he gets yeah. it, yeah. We so had... you needed to bring in the experts. Yep, yep. Uh, asterisk, <laughs> they chose these episodes or Josh did, one or the other. I did not choose it. Like, I'm throwing Josh under the bus on this one. I had none to do with this. Yes, I was like, hmm. What does Zane want to watch? I know. A Germany allegory. <laughs> I'm wrong. I do hate Nazis. Yep. It's, yeah. Well, that's that... an official stance of M-Class Podcast. Yeah. Nazis are bad. Yeah, which is why I don't feel bad dehumanizing them. No. Because they're not. Also, fuck Cardassia, man. Fuck Cardassia. They fuck everything up. They fuck everything up. They almost ruin the whole fun. The Alpha Quadrant is like partying, right? The Everyone's fun. going to Ryza, getting their fucking Horgon sucked off, and then fucking Cardassia's like, yeah, but we're like, we're like not cool anymore. We're they called were the never Dominion. Cool. I, I know. That's what that's what uncool people think, though. We're not cool anymore. Well, yeah, but the you know, as fascists, they can't be cool. Absolutely true. Only ends one way. The Battle of Chintaka 3. <laughs> there you go. Dropping some battle. Star Trek battle knowledge on you. Oh, okay. I thought you were... I had forgotten that existed. I thought you were talking about Setlick 3. Oh, no, no, no. Not Setlick 3. Because Setlick does not turn out well. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the Spoonheads at Setlick 3. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't call them spoonheads on my show. 
But uh, oh, Picard God. is continuously telling Madrid that he does not have any knowledge of defense plans. And Madrid even like lets it slip that they have knowledge of these defense plans that yeah. Picard doesn't. Yeah, they're like, if the Enterprise, if there's going to be war, the Enterprise is going to be the lead ship, right? The flagship of the fleet or whatever. And then, which is like kind of an assumption, but like, I guess maybe they know. So they assume that he knows the plan, which is kind of smart by Necheyev, right? Like maybe maybe Necheyev is smarter than and, I'm. Necheyev like for. fed them Picard because yes. he didn't understand the plan. They, that's dumb as shit. But mm. also Ad- Admiral Bicheyev move. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> dude. She's an admiral. They're all yeah, bad. all admirals are, are evil. <laughs> They're just bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why Kirk tried so hard not to become an admiral for so long. Yeah, he's like, he's like uh, I know what how do I get out of this? I'll steal a ship. That'll get me demoted. <laughs> but uh, Picard gets uh, suspension racked from the ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you can't torture me. That's expressly forbidden under the terms of the Seldonis Four Convention. A.K.A. the Space Neva Convention. Mm. And he and he's like, that's only for the treatment of prisoners of war. Do you admit that this is a war that we're in? Ugh. Yeah, there's different rules for spies, right? Like, spies yeah, you a, can execute. He's a terrorist is how they're treating yeah, him, which, which, as, as we know in okay. America, you're allowed to do whatever. Yeah, terrorist is, like, such a convenient word. Yeah. Anyone that stands against us, right? Yep, yep. Insurgent terrorist. Yep. <laughs> uh, he, the thing about Madrid uh, and Zane mentioned it. The the fatal mistake that Madrid makes is entirely based on the fact that uh, Madrid sees Picard as whether he's admits it or not as like an equal. He really mm-hmm. sort of like thinks mm-hmm. Picard is like this amazing captain, this man with a yes. a mind that he would love to debate. And also would love to, like, thusly break. Because how better to establish, like, dominance over this man, like, this really great man, Mm -hmm. than to know that he's the one that broke him. Yep. It's not about the debate. It's about the fascist idea that their fascist ideal... It's all about control. Yes, exactly. It's absolutely about control. Yep. Um, Which is why, like, everything... Like the even like the the pedantry of like you know um, th- you admit that this is a war you're mm-hmm. you know war like all that's it's gaslighting yeah yeah he's, yeah. he's uh, trying to control the narrative right and it like that that need for control like all of those things that he does like, come from that like deep urge to have to control everything and to have to, like, conquer this one particular man to prove a point to yeah. himself. Which is, is sort of, like, the the maximal view, which I think is uh, the Autobots when they turn into animals. The Maximals? Maximals? Yeah, uh, the, max, the Beast Wars, yeah. Uh, it's, it's sort of, like, the zoomed-out view as well that that's Cardassia as a whole. They, yeah. they want to control the narrative. They want to control everything and everyone around them. Yeah, the, and that's the, what causes them to ally with the Dominion later, which of course causes them to get completely butt fucked. 
It doesn't sound like Nazis. No. <laughs> <laughs> One thing they do really well in, in late, later, and they do it here too. They talk about how like they talk about Jevonite and how there are all these like artifacts and like Hitler and and the Nazis really loved architecture and artifacts, right? And like and like in Deep Space Nine they talk about like the simplicity of the the Cardassian architecture and the, the Nazis really liked like well, Roman architecture mm-hmm. and they modeled all their like fake cities that they were going to mm-hmm. build after all that shit. And I think it's like really interesting how that plays in well, with the like, Cardassians. I feel like Madrid is also lying to control the narrative about what happened to the artifacts oh. as well, because Absolutely. I mean, Nazis stole all those artifacts and these yeah, are they, space yeah. Nazis. They definitely still have all of these artifacts and still oh, yeah. control them. Yeah. They're in a fucking bunker somewhere on a train or something, you know, buried in a hill. <laughs> Uh, Waiting for Indiana Jones to fight. I was going to say, in that warehouse. (laughs) Crusher and Worf are returned back to the Enterprise. Uh, Riker goes and picks him up in his space bus. (laughs) And uh, All aboard! They're being treated in sick bay. Space minivan. There's there's like a really... uh, I'm I'm always sort of praising uh, Michael Dorn for his ability to act without saying anything. Yeah, that is true. especially through all that fucking makeup. Yes, Wait. absolutely. He doesn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> you you shattered his image. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, just kidding. Go to sleep, Josh. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm back in denial state. <laughs> his natural state. <laughs> um, what? But like, Worf is Worf has a fully like a thousand yard stare. Mm-hmm. And yeah. without him saying anything, you know that he's going over and over in his head about how he just failed. And he oh, lost yeah. Captain Picard. Yes. Yep. Because that's, like, his whole... Like, that's the whole ass reason he was there. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like, he was there as, like, the brute strength. Yep. They say in the first one, we, t- we made fun of it last episode, how they're like, and Worf, obviously you're here for your, those reasons. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's obvious what your reasons yeah. are, Worf. Yeah. And he just flexes. <laughs> he flexes through his uniform, and the black outfit is underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready, sir. Uh, but they talk to Crusher about what happened, and she's like, yeah, they definitely have him. Like, there's nothing that we could do. We had to run. And Jellico's like, it's better that you left him. Yeah, because I... Like, it's good that make, you didn't make an attempt. They make you think that Jellico just wants the that Enterprise. That he wants the Enterprise. Yeah. Again, yeah. like, there's all these little moments that they sprinkle in that I feel like are designed to make you not trust this man. Yeah. Like, to yeah. feel like he has ulterior motives. Well, and, like, the whole... I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the whole purpose of that character mm-hmm. is to uh, cause, like, dissension. Right. I think you're yeah. right. And I think there's, All there's a do... different song and dance happen in this episode, Josh, compared to last yeah. episode. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, I was willing to give him... I was like, okay, I, I like tried. this dude. I did. I did try. I tried. <laughs> but I was willing to be like, okay, like, it's he's up against it, and, like, he doesn't have time for fucking niceties or and whatever. no matter who came in, like, t- theoretically to replace Picard, like, we're gonna fucking hate him, right? So, like, yeah. ju- like you're in an impossible position. Yeah. So I get it, trying to, like, you know, be a devil's advocate for well, this guy. But also, I, I just, they went to every length possible to make him unlikable. Yeah. 
it's, yeah, without it's, tipping it, the scale over completely into him being like a hand wringing villain, they do everything in in their power to be like make him off putting. Yeah, yeah, but it's like what, like you know, like that's like probably not gonna happen, right? Like that's not like that would be crazy. Like in the back of your head, watching it, you're like, that would be crazy if he yeah. was a hand wringing villain. Yes. So that makes it worse almost because you're like, what's this dude's fucking problem? Yeah. He's just a holodeck and come in a fucking robot or something. I like for me, it's it's just like why 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 do I have yeah. to watch this guy do this? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Like, what does it contribute to the main plot? Like, what does this subplot do to support the well, main plot? I, and I know that this episode gets like lauded for yeah. Yeah. being so well written and everything, but like. I don't know that I fully understand the connection between these two plot lines. The, the, yeah, like the why connection they had to happen is, concurrently. The connection is thin. I agree. Yeah, uh, I, I do agree think too. that if it wasn't for this plot on the Enterprise, this episode would be impossible to watch. Well, that's fair. I don't. Uh, the idea of watching Picard get tortured for one hour is. Uh, and is, is the the pacing suffers a little bit anyway, like yes. even as it stands, because it is it's it's a long. It feels like a long episode. Can can I just say that they they like what Picard's down on Cardassia or wherever he is, like for like what like two days. They torture the fucking shit out of him. Like, is he only there for two days? They do, like, torture speed run on this man. He grows, like, a full ass beard. <laughs> yeah, I was I thinking know. that. Like, it can't be two days, it's right? Like, two, he has, it, he has I mean, a beard. Only two days? It's, like, two or three days. Like, it's not a long time. I don't... It's not, like, months. I thought... Well, I know it's not months, but I thought it was, like, a week. Yeah. It could be a week. I thought it, it was, like, a week. week. But, again, the way the other part of the episode plays out, it doesn't seem like that. Yeah. That's true. Like, all the kerfuffle on the Enterprise does feel like it happens very rapidly. Yeah, there, it's, there's almost like an Empire Strikes Back, like, how much time is going by part, right? Where you're like, like an Empire, you feel like Luke is on Dagobah for, like, two months, right? But everyone right. else is just like, it's been three days since we left home. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> there's a little bit of that going One on. One of my favorite recurring things in Star Trek that I point out all the time about the difference between newer Star Trek and older Star Trek is uh, the other gull who's like, we, you get all the time you could need. I'll give you seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> In New Star Trek, it'd be like, you have to answer in one second. Yeah, yeah. No, in New Trek, yeah, they're like, you have five seconds. And then that five seconds is like television two minutes. Right. And you're like, okay, it's been five seconds. In all of Star Trek, I love it when they're like, uh, we have to reach a a peaceful agreement or I'm going to destroy your ship. You have 12 hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Things, things moved slower. I could get some lunch. <laughs> Back then. Cool. <laughs> I got time to go to my kid's recital. We were on, like, dial-up speed. Riker is having a ska performance in 10 forward. See? I get to see that. You know he was in, like, fucking, like, real big fish. Like, something, like, almost just, like, intolerable, too. He's, he's, the, he's the guy in the band who, between the trombone sessions, just keeps yelling, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Oh, and, like, what guy. are they picking up? There's no change so anymore. So he was in Mighty Mighty Boston. Yeah, there is no change <laughs> anymore. They're picking up credits. <laughs> oh, pick it up, pick it up. We don't pick have Pick it up change. platinum. Pick yeah. it up, pick it up, pick it up. What the fuck? Uh, but uh, Jellico is like, I want those tricorder readings analyzed by LaForge and 
this is when Riker's like, okay, well, I permission to start the mission to rescue Picard, yeah. right? Yeah. And Jellico's like, Picard's dead. Yeah. He got, he's done. Don't, he's like, forget about your dad. <laughs> I'm your dad now. Yeah, look at Which, me. Which, like, again, I know that it, they kind of try to play that as, like, you know, he's trying to keep things progressive and keep things moving forward. You know, he's he's going by the book. He's setting his feelings aside and whatever. Right. But at the same time, like, why would they add that in? Right. Unless we're supposed to fucking hate this guy. Well, Jellicoe's a fucking moron, right? Like, all he, if he was a good leader and a good captain, all he had to do to get... It's a three threefold win for him. One, you get Riker on your side. Two, you get Riker out of your hair. Right? Yep. Go do this Go thing. Go do your thing. Go do this thing. Right? Well, I, I three, will say that you you might be sending this man who you think is incompetent to create an international like an inner space incident. With a pl- people yeah. you're trying not to have a war with, but then he's like, "I'm gonna strap mines to this." Shit. Like, <laughs> like that's yeah. all that's it would like, take. All it would take to keep Riker from freaking out is like, "Don't worry, my plan includes getting right. Picard back." It would take right. two, and I said this a million times last time, but all it would take is like two seconds for him to explain yep. himself. But someone. then he wouldn't be like an asshole in charge. Like we right. listen, everyone's had this boss. Oh yeah, right. Who like won't clue you in? I'm, I'm looking just- at Zane. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I know you've never had a real job. <laughs> a job? A job? But like you know, someone who like won't keep you in the loop. Absolutely yeah. refuses to tell you what the fuck is going on, but yep. expects you to come to heel at. You know, the slightest word yep. and you just fucking hate them and they also of course can't see the actual like value they don't see the, the problem at all either yeah. they like why won't you come to heal right that's the problem to them and, i've been yeah. treating you like shit why won't you come to heal yeah. but like you know again it's his function is to be that dick superior yeah mm-hmm. Um, who has no right to be a superior. And even worse, we know what a good superior looks like. Absolutely. Yeah, you had you had the best captain in Starfleet, now you have this asshole. It's right. like it's like He's it's, coming in and trying to fill his boots and it, yeah. failing miserably. It's something like in our brains that we just like I, I hate like I hate that mm-hmm. feeling, right? Yeah. It's such an uncomfortable. Well, you ugh. hate authority. Well, yes. yeah, well, I do anyway. But I mean, maybe that maybe that is like the tenuous thread that connects these two subplots, right? Is like yeah. the uh, use of authority and you know power, mm-hmm. um, it, like positions of superiority to either you know put a good plan together and you know come out successfully, but also you know, what happens when that fails or when you right. take it too far. Like, yeah. maybe that is the thread between them. The the storyline on the Enterprise feels like a mandate from up above. Like, we, like I, right. like I said earlier, I couldn't watch Picard get tortured for an hour or whatever. I feel like the original script probably was just Picard's experience on Cardassia. I did yeah. read, I didn't, I, I, it didn't provide any details, but I did read that, um, Apparently, Patrick Stewart like loved the first draft of the script when he got it, and then there were changes made, and he was more reluctant. And it was because they had toned down some the of torture. like the torture oh. and stuff. Um, 
Yeah. Because like, he was like very he was very active like in Amnesty International and mm-hmm. everything. So it was like uh, something that was important to him to have like portrayed yeah. accurately and whatever. Um, but I agree with you that it probably came down, you know, it was like an upper level. But I don't know, like I it, now that I'm talking about it, maybe it sort of the point is, um, you know, how ultimately like these two factions they're they they function the same like they're kind of run the same way right and you know what is it that separates them like how do you take one military organization and say well these are the good guys and these are another one and you say these are the bad guys yeah and obviously it's because you know the bad guys take it too far but maybe that's Jellicoe's sort of role is to make you see how quickly it gets things out of can, yeah. you know, when you follow the book and, and you do everything with that. I like, was only following orders. Authoritarian Absolutely. kind yep. of, you know, like maybe that's sort of the point. I it's, I also think I'm I am reaching yeah, here, but I, yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no connection between them except like they want to they're like showing how Picard gets rescued, but again that seems a little tacked on. Um, yeah, it's and, a, but it's if a, you're right, and they they really are trying to show like the two sides of the same coin thing, the right. different. It's no mistake that the episode focuses so heavily on Picard, as he's the difference. Yeah, you're right. He is because he's like he is the moral code, right? He's like the moral backbone mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Uh, it's it's funny that. Um, we're sort of in agreement about Jellico in this episode, uh, and I'm not picking on Rich, although I should be allowed to. <laughs> Why would again, you stop now? Again, I get out of this unscathed. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned it a few times that Josh has flip-flopped between episodes. But yeah, last episode, Jim carried <laughs> him and uh, him and Rich were both like, "No, Jeff, Jellico's just doing what he has to do. He's yeah, he's, he has to be." Oh, so like you're this. salty about it, Jeff? Yeah. that's why you keep bringing. Oh that. yeah. Okay. 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 I'm I'm as angry as can be. Yeah, Rich. Rich really tell. fucked that one up, didn't yeah, he? It was all Rich. But no, <laughs> that guy was so wrong. There's sort of a, a reevaluation of the character of Jellico amongst the fan base, where like everybody was fairly in agreement for a really long time that like he's a he's a bastard who takes things way too far and doesn't yeah. bring anyone in the loop. But uh, the consensus these days seems to be that like if you can't handle him, then you're a wussy. If you can't handle me at my Jellico, you don't get me at my Picard. Like, <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. What, what did Rich call it? He said that the Enterprise is like a pleasure cruise to the Bing Bong planet <laughs> to learn how planet. to kiss. <laughs> I, I listened to that episode. <laughs> I forgot about that. Enjoyed that mightily. The, the Bing Bong planet. That's the shirt that needs to be made. Bing Bong yeah. planet. Come learn I how mean, to kiss. Yep. You, you could probably make some sort of argument that, like, you know, um, the socio-political climate of like the real world is absolutely going to affect yeah. the way that this episode is received. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it is very different. From when it premiered, yeah, post nine eleven world, yeah, um, and like, and also like a, a post COVID world mm-hmm. and a, a post Trump world and yeah. you know post insurrection world. So like, there's 
you know, I can, I don't want to say I can justify it because I I can't, but like, (laughs) um, you, it's, it's more understandable why people would be like, well, if you can't take him. It could be worse, right? It's always, it could be worse. Because like now it's like, well, you got to show your strength. You got to show, you know, um, because that's sort of the world that we live in now. There's not as much room for morality and, you know, ethics. It's more survival mode, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, and there's there's this big pushback, you know, everyone has to be a tough guy. Well, yeah. I'm like a weepy little baby boy. I'm not worried about it. Like, <laughs> Jellico sucks. <laughs> no, I, you guys are right, though. Like, he he's really shitty at reading the room. And, like, he, he is really, which makes him a terrible manager. Which yes. makes him terrible at, You're yeah. terrible. If your job is to be the boss man, yeah. the, the most important thing about you is to get the respect of the people who work under you. Yeah, this guy got his four pips and was like... I'm fucking. I'm. I'm the king. Shit. I mean, it's like he thinks he's infallible. Is the thing he comes into this situation like uh, Riker hits the nail on the head that he's he is arrogant. He's calling him arrogant, but no you, right? Well, it's the same thing with Riker and the Lower Decks kid, right? Yeah. He sees himself in him. Riker hates anyone who's slightly like him more than anyone else in the universe. And like all Scott from Bonus hates authority. True. Yeah. It's, just, it's like the most important quality. Yeah, I thought it was. How do you feel about Jellico? And he's like, <laughs> "You're hired." The uh, Jellico comes into a situation where it would be much more beneficial to figure out how things are run now and make changes uh, while bringing people into the loop. Like, I want four uh, instead shifts, four yeah. shifts instead of three because of this reason. That would take yeah. like three seconds to say, but instead yeah, he's now like, that "Just I do it. About it." I told you, I gave you an order, and now you do it. But that's like it, he. That's a little fascist. It's yeah. nitpicky. It's nitpicky at best. You know, right? like it, yeah. it's on his end. Like, could he tell everyone what he's doing and explain it with you know two words? Yes, yeah. he could. But would he be like a good parallel for a fascist government? If, yeah, you know, like it. I, I don't know. I think the that gets a little muddied when you get to the end of the episode and his plan works and he's the hero who saves the day, though. Yeah, his plan works because he gets lucky, right? Like his plan works because the Cardassians are dumb shit and they fucking park their ships in like a ship eating nebula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and it's like okay, like I get like that's like kind of clever, right? But like. They're going to have to leave. Like, so their entire plan is break Picard before these ships get disintegrated in the yeah. nebula. That's a shitty fucking That's plan, Cardassia. That is a terrible also, plan. I Especially will... with, like, the length of time that yeah. it take yeah. to break him the way that they're trying to break him. Yeah, I will torture point is out, slow. I will point out, uh, it takes Jordy four hours to make a shuttlecraft that's immune to the nebula. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Jordy. Cardassians yeah. are morons, is what he's I'm getting a, at. He's a miracle worker. <laughs> but the Cardassians probably they don't they don't view science and technology the same as the Federation, right? Like to them that they're tools to conquer in the Federation it's everything's open and, you know, everyone shares with everybody. So maybe the Federation knows how to protect against that shit and Cardassia's like, We never put points into that spec fuck that 
Well, they, yeah. We're all, they we're all about armor spec. Yeah. They talk about this in Deep Space Nine, like one of the big reasons, and I guess they mention it to begin with in uh, TNG a few times, but one of the big reasons they ally with the Dominion is that their ships are kind of like ten years behind. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like behind. Okay. Yeah. They're not as powerful as Federation ships, which is why they're du- all the duplicity all the time. They never like take on anybody head on, and there's always like six ships. Yeah, and at some point they get, like, cloaking devices. I don't know. I think they fuck with the Romulans. They trade with something, right? The Romulans are giving out cloaking devices like Molly (laughs) at a certain point. (laughs) We'll give them the shitty ones. We'll keep the good ones. (laughs) I like that canonically the Klingons just fucking stole them from the... (laughs) Yeah. And then they take credit for inventing them, too. They're like, we invented it. They're like, nah. Well, they yeah. did that with Shakespeare, too. Yeah. They love Shakespeare so Klingon. much. He was a Klingon. Yep. <laughs> but uh, at a certain point in the episode, Gol Lamech sashays in, and mm-hmm. he tell he tells Jellico that uh, we'll forget about this entire incident if the Federation completely withdraws from the sector and gives it to us. Yeah. So, oh, that's what it's about. Oh, okay, so now we know finally what we're doing here, right? Yeah. It's like a strategic outpost. Like, if they own Minos Morgul or whatever the fuck it's called. Minos <laughs> <laughs> They own Minos it? Morgul. Uh, what is it's it? Like Minos a, Prime? Minos Kira? Minos Tirith? Minos Tirith? Yeah. <laughs> Tiramisu? I don't know which one you're asking about. It's the, the Mino, one in the Minos episode. Minos Corvo, right? Corva. My God. But tiramisu. They, if they own the delicious planet Tiramisu, they have the perfect launching point for the war into the Federation space, and there's like nothing fe- the Federation could do about it. Yeah, which like we know, like is like kind of again. That's like kind of like they're cutting their nose off to spite their spoon faces, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, why fuck around with all this shit when, I don't know. It's, it's like just, layers upon layers when really, yeah. like, there's gotta be a better way to do it's this. It's paranoia. Like, why just, let, like, fucking calm the fuck down? <laughs> Federation's not gonna attack you, you know what I mean? Like, they think that's that the Federation is just as underhanded and violent as they are. Yeah. Like, everyone yeah. sees themselves when they look in the Federation. Yeah, when they fucking... When he brings his daughter in and they're like, well, human parents don't love their children yeah. like we do, right? Yeah. And that really is, like... Yeah. That's that's the worst part of the episode. It really is. Uh, meaning, like, the most gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she walks, like, right past this fucking, like, broken like man. Half who's corpse like corpse of a human being. Yeah. 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 And it's like, dude... No wonder fucking Cardassia gets fucked up, man. No wonder. And, like, Picard brings up a perfectly good point. Like, if you can teach her to hate everyone else, eventually she can turn that hatred on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens, right? Then, like, like, at the end of the Dominion War, there's that one sycophant guy who's in charge for, like, one half of an episode, Mm -hmm. and he's like... I, I did what you said to the founders, and yeah. they're like, fuck you, Cardassian, yeah. and, you know, they don't care. No, because it's, uh, all of it is just, it's a tool that yeah. they use to control, like, it's not actually about humans and the quality, the qualities of humans, right. or their traits, or how they differ, it's, like, it's they use them. that hatred 
and they farm that hatred mm. specifically to use it as a tool to control That's the masses. The same like, thing with immigrants exactly. now. Absolutely. It's, the same th- it's all like it's, the same it's shit. It's not really about the individual yeah. races or whatever. It's it's just using hatred as a tool. You Drag know, queens. Farm it. Yep, it's about the, tra- yeah. the trans yeah. kids. And that's, that's the why same the, it's, a, it's always a moving target, yep. right? Yeah. It changes always all changes. the time. Yep. If, uh, if, unless you're a Jew, in which case you've just you've been the center of the target. For, for like 5,000 years. Yeah, yeah, for many a thousand years. Welcome to the fold, everyone else. <laughs> The target is but, moving you know. for a reason as well because yeah. like it, exactly because you know as it as, as the climate changes they have to keep moving that goalpost yeah. yeah in order to you know keep farming that that hatred and you also you have to like refresh it yeah right? people get tired it's of like moving the muscle yeah. as well right like it, right. every time you move that target you're stretching the muscle to prove that you can you can point but, it at like, anyone you want. seeing that in action like in that scene seeing a child being encouraged to uh you know be so uh apathetic about the suffering Mm -hmm. of someone else who's in the room he's he's an enemy of cardassia as he says like ever since she learned how to walk she's been taught about the enemies of cardassia right yeah and so like to just completely be able to like dehumanize him, talk about him like he's not there, like he's like an animal in a cage, literally. Yeah. Um, it, like that is for me. That's the hardest part of the episode. I I'm gonna be honest. A lot of the torture scenes kind of felt a little short for me. Yeah. I'm well, not, they I'm use a remote really control. No, yeah. It's not even that. It's yeah. not even it, like it's just it it it's a little flat for me. But that because that really yeah. Uh, that is is like that's fascism in a fucking nutshell. Like, yep. That's what's so fucking terrifying about it. It's that's what's terrifying about Nazis is yeah. the indoctrination. Yeah. Right. So like that for me hit the hardest. Yeah. Uh, it's it's that moment for me and the moment of course at the end where he sits down with Counselor Troy and he you know yeah. he was so close to breaking and you can see the like and this is a a nod to patrick stewart and what an amazing actor he is you can see every bit of that pain and torture and suffering on his face while he's saying it yeah he's like haunted he carries this episode on his shoulders and then some yeah that's why this 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 two-part is as good as it is right yes oh yeah like without patrick stewart this is just like i don't know like kind of okay but I don't know, the way he says there are four lights, like, we make fun of it a lot because it's kind of funny, you know? (laughs) But it's, like, that's, like, you can't, that's, like, acting, like, to the the next level. He's acting, like, (laughs) the last breath in his body is coming out. It's like he's, like, he's dying. Well, and you're you're so scared that he's going to say five lights. Like, you are really nervous in, in every moment that, like, right before he says there are four lights, every single time, you're like, what if he says five lights? Yeah. Like, it's scary, that thought. And so, you know, then it is very scary to hear him confirm that at the end of the episode. Yeah, he's not Captain Picard anymore if he says five lines. You think he's infallible. You do. You think he's an an infallible character and you you see how close he became to buckling and you didn't think that the whole episode, right? You were like, Mm -hmm. there's no way he's Captain Picard. Right. Right. And in reality, like, 
I mean, he talks about it. He's like, torture is like ineffective. Like it right. actually hurts. Like yeah. what you want information. Like they'll just tell you anything. And but that, it is an effective means of breaking people to destroy yeah. people. And yeah. you can absolutely brainwash people. Right. Like that's that is very well documented. Yeah. That yeah. That works. Again, it might not be a good way to get information out of them. And they but, don't like, want information. That's, that's not, not the, the purpose point. at all. Exactly. Right. Or at to least for Gull like, Madred, it's not the purpose. Like, you see yeah. that he's, uh, when Gull Lamech comes in, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yes. He's like, we had also, unfinished like, business. That is, it, it, there's something about watching Madred, like, seeing him, like, with just his limp dick in his hand. Yeah. yeah. When Lamech comes in and is like, what are you doing? You know, and he's like, uh. Like, it's like, ew. The whole thing is just... It's, I mean, it's supposed to be, but yeah. it's, like, gross. Yeah. You're like, now it's even yeah. grosser he's, somehow. He's just a sick man taking out he's his nobody. pain on other people. Yeah. yeah. He's nobody, just like Gold Ducat later, right? Yeah. Like, Gold Ducat's, like, this second-rate general who fucking, like, loses, like, every fucking battle, right? He's just constantly fucking getting shit on. And then, like, somebody else comes along and they're like, Hey, uh, Gold Madrid, you, what, are, what are you fucking you doing? We set you down in this basement... And he fucked that up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, he, and Picard was right. He's like a six-year-old boy, just yes. beaten up like 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 a bully, right? Yep. Like this is. It's, uh, he was right. I will I will point out that it's an hour and eight minutes into the podcast. Uh, we have what? taken a single break. <laughs> I forgot to do the Magic Mind sponsorship at the beginning, so we can't. we'll do we'll do that at the end. <laughs> we'll do it later. Maybe we'll this isn't later. the episode to have that sponsorship one. <laughs> We'll, we'll record that like separately and attach it to yeah. the beginning I think yeah like after the introductions and everything yeah um but uh and by no means am I saying we should stop this episode can go as long as it needs to yeah well do you want to take a break and save and then come back with yeah. our patented Cochrane to catfish warp scale of quality uh <laughs> we'll we'll do that and maybe we'll do some more discussion as well because I'm really enjoying this discussion yeah 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 uh, we will be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Look, 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 I've never seen anything like them before. They say they're good luck. My little pony, flutter pony, with wings that flutter up and down. Beautiful, magical, fantastic. My Little Pony, Flutter Ponies. There's no one else like you around. My Little Pony, Flutter Ponies. Each sold separately. You can collect them all from Hasbro. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully those messages were uh, less depressing than this episode. Aww. I probably put, like, a Legos in or something. Put a Chef Boy RD commercial in there. Oh, Chef Boy RD. You know what I really wanted the other day? Ravioli. Ravioli. Just hungry for ravioli. Ravioli's delicious. I would advertise the the box meal service that they send you the ingredients and shit, but I'm not saying it because they're yeah they don't us. Gi- they don't give us <laughs> they don't give a shit. Fuck them. It's good unless they do, and then they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're not saying works. the name. You can say fuck them as much as you want. Yeah, I'll look it's, into getting a sponsorship from them. I don't think we're allowed to have another one at the same time as Magic Mind, but yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. It, it's like a color, and like that's in the name, right? No. It's the other one. Oh, I don't know that then. Never mind. There, it, there's a few of them. Yeah. 
Supper time. That's what I would name it. Supper time. Supper time. Throughout the episode, we've talked about uh, the goings-on of this episode of Star Trek. But I think it's about time, an hour plus into the podcast, to finally sit down and get down to brass tacks. (laughs) Wheel out our patented Cochrane to Catfish warp scale of quality and give our review for this episode. Explain to Zane the warp scale of quality, and I'm only saying that because explain to the audience. True. (laughs) Wink! But also me, because I'm very dumb. (laughs) Zane's dumb. Uh, Zane has requested that you go look at a picture of her to to (laughs) you like her, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Wow. The, um... I just thought I would tell people it was requested. We could do that. You could, well, she's going to be I in the thumbnail. I said that to you in confidence, Jeff. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, the most important thing. What section of Starfleet are you? Oh, yeah. What? In You're going to get drawn as a Starfleet. Yeah, in Starfleet, there's know. command, science, yeah. and uh, oh. engineering and tactical. Are you like red, yellow, or blue? I don't know. This is very important. I usually draw... I think I've drawn every guest we've ever had in red. Red, yeah. I think red's... Because Josh Josh wears blue and I wear uh, yellow for most of the series. Yeah. I feel like I would probably have to be in red. There it is. There you go. (laughs) I'd be useless anywhere else. Yeah. Why? Security? You could be a security. They just give you a gun. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Who would can me a gun? Starfleet? See, I went to I went to Starfleet <laughs> Academy for security, but uh, about a about a I don't know half a year ago, I just decided I'm going to be engineering now, so. which you can do in Starfleet. Uh, you can as just long say, as you don't tell them. Yeah, you just start <laughs> hanging out at different clubs, and they're like, "Hey, welcome." I'm wearing the same color uniform. It's fine. And I'm a penis scientist. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, th- that's the official story of M Class Podcast. The foremost yeah. expert on penises. the foreskin most expert. Yeah. There you go. I I also created the uh, patent pending D replicator, which is a phaser. No, it's not. It's a it's a great invention. <laughs> it makes things de replicate. De replicate them. Uh, ha- okay. It de replicates a thing. You have a thing. And then you don't anymore. Then you don't have a thing. Dereplicates it. Okay. It's not a phaser. It's an interesting way to describe that. It's not a phaser. Don't worry about I heard. It. I've heard that it's not a phaser. If there's one thing that I know about this, it's that it's not a phaser. It's just Jeff on the box with the phaser. It says, it's not a phaser. It's not a phaser. Hey. Get around it's a lot not of a rules. Phaser. The patented... Warp scale of quality, the Cochrane to Catfish, is uh, warp one is the worst score you can get, and it's called mm-hmm. a Cochrane, even though Zephram Cochrane is the reason the Federation exists, and it's from a good movie. Mm-hmm. And That's my favorite movie. See? I told yeah. you. It goes all the way to ten, uh, warp ten, which is, of course, a catfish, because you get turned into a catfish like the worst episode of Voyager ever made, Threshold. Yeah, did you ever see that one? No. They break the warp nine barrier and they turn into a catfish. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Uh, they and then they, they fuck. De- devolve into catfish. Uh, pair. 
Ensign Paris, Paris at that point, yeah. and Captain Janeway devolve into catfish monsters, and then they fuck and have catfish babies. And then they leave them on this planet. Yeah. That's a real episode. Wow. That's, so that's the best one you can do. Yeah, that's ten. That's warp ten. Yeah. I'm, I don't think I understand. I still don't understand the scale. Uh, don't one question. to ten. Don't question. Ten is good. Ten is good. Right, even though the episode is bad. And one is bad, even though the movie is good. So it's purposely inverted. It's just inverted. It's not on purpose. Did we even think ahead? No. I don't think that we thought of this any time before it came out of our mouths. I, I think, think, yeah. We just said it. Just and said it. like anything you else. You said it in the wrong order. It just... You could have said catfish to Cochrane, but instead... Well, well then no. it would be one... Then it would be the opposite. They go warp ten and become catfish. Get it? I, I mean, I get it, but it doesn't, in terms of a ranking scale, it doesn't yeah. really Look, make it sense. makes perfect sense if you just okay, think I'm about sorry, it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, if you think right. about anything, does it, anything make this sense? Is, this is the best thing I've ever Everything heard. Everything is made up when you really Please think about it. Please go on. <laughs> Words are just sound, so, I mean, what are we even doing right now? Uh, so let's start with our honored guest, Zane. Uh, on, a, on a scale of one to ten, let's just call it that. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't even know how to use this fucking Ten thing. is good. I get it now, you butthole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, and of course you can give your reasoning for why you're given this. Well, thank uh, God. Well. Um, We're not going to be like, you'll be like, all right, nine. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I, uh, I kind of want to say like a seven and a half. Damn, wow. really? Yeah. <sighs> That's I can't rough. tell if you're reacting because it's low or high. Low, you think? I'd low. say it was low. I'd say it's I, low. I know that this is like a really well received yeah. episode, but I think that uh, from like just a pure like as just a casual viewer, yeah, it is slow. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of boring. Yeah, um, and there's a lot of like extraneous nonsense going on that takes away from the impact yeah. that it could have had. And I, I know that like that impact is still there and that's what people respond to. Right. There's some world-class acting and I'm not like denying that any of that exists. It's an excellent episode, but at like, as it stands on its own, mm, that's uh, that's exactly what we did last episode too, Jeff. We said I said seven and a half for last episode. I think I gave it an eight. Yeah, because so like with hmm. there's a curve for uh, I mean for like non-casual viewers like people who are really into Trek, we try to right. use a curve for each series. Yeah. Where you're at a much more difficult curve to get a 10 in, like, a TNG episode where there are so many great episodes. Yeah, it sort of is, like, a self-adjusting curve, though, too. And I like that Zane isn't, like, like that super... I don't want to say you're not that into Star Trek, because you, you're pretty into Star Trek. I mean, kind of. I have I have watched a lot of Star Trek, but yeah. it, it was when I was little. Well, yeah. so it's you like described a, yourself as a, a more casual viewer. I absolutely am. And I'm not well steeped in like all of the lore. So you don't know about Chintaka 3, huh? It's a hell of a day. 
Do you know about Satellite 3? Do you know about Satellite 3? Stop asking me questions immediately. <laughs> okay, we won't ask you any more questions. Except, do you know about War, 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 Why are you Wolf 359? Jesus Christ. It took the 9 11 so, of Star Trek. It was so hard not to say Worf. I tried so hard. <laughs> but in the end, it doesn't really matter. No, true. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. Like, obviously, it's your opinion. It's fair. Yeah, uh, I, I like it's not the, low. I like the um, the sort of casual viewers, out, like, slightly outside perspective on it. I think that's really valuable for a show that's, like, you know, weekly. Yeah. And, like, our show, like, this podcast, like, is... I think Jeff and I tend to slob each other's knobs up about oh, stuff. constantly. Go on. And, uh... <laughs> and then we come. And then, uh, we come to a conclusion. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we talk sometimes ourselves into... Sometimes we come into... on a conclusion. <laughs> it's the come on a conclusion, Matt. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> so, yeah, but I... Yeah, seven and a half... Is is fair, I think. Well, what about you, Josh? Where are you putting it on the warp scale? I was gonna give it an eight and a half, uh, and then with a seven and a half, that's an eight for the two. I I skip these when they're on. <laughs> like when I go through the series, I do that is it every like a like a Jurassic Park kind of situation yes. where yeah. it's like too heavy yes. to watch. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that matters right like as good as this episode this one part two is part one yeah eh, eh. well it's, just, it's like a setup yeah right exactly like it's just setting you up for the well, impact of this the the part one like part one i'd sort of forgotten how part two is um like put together where it's like the it keeps cutting back to the enterprise where nothing of note is happening yeah um so i gave part one and uh, an eight, and or maybe I gave it a seven and a half. Josh and I tend to give the same score because again, it was an eight. slob I one think it, Yeah, I think it was and, an eight. Uh, and I was like, I think the next one is better, but I think all of this extraneous stuff does kind of drag it down a little bit. Yeah, I. It's just hard. Like it's a lot for two episodes, and it has to be two episodes because it's a lot. But mm. at the same time, I'm skipping ahead. To the episode after this, because <laughs> I don't want to watch my. You want to get fresh... back to like the fun times. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to get pissed off at Jellico. I don't want to fucking have to see Captain Picard get tortured. But butt cheek. There is that. <laughs> you do get butt close up pulls, on butt cheek. Do you think I could score up a little bit? Do you think I could download a butt cheek? <laughs> Just a wallpaper? Do you think there's a wallpaper? 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Card ass, cheek, You're going to get some great responses in that Google search. You know what? Maybe Nothing. not. Do you have safe search turned on? No. That's what the fuck do you think this really is? really disappointing. Picard not a single butt cheek. Nude. There you go. <laughs> This one. Now we're talking. We're getting closer. <laughs> yeah, here here's where the the monitor's in the way of his dick. This is this is that still from that Nine Inch Nails video. This is for closer. Yeah, where he's hanging from the ceiling. I'll, fo- I'll oh, follow where here. you guys lead. Picard nude. Let's see. <laughs> There's here. Here's his. Oh my God! Star Trek Picard nude scene. No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
He's 78 years old. Is this the uh, the series, the chick, the robot chick? She's just in her underwear. Oh, yeah. In her 1980s underwear. Yeah, that's um, her. So do you guys think that there's, because this is generally like such a well-received episode, do you think that it kind of influences um, <laughs> like your reception of it like when you watch it do you feel like well this is regarded as like a really high quality episode uh oh I, I sent you a little gift in the chat oh I thought I thought that was Skype fucking that up that is Skype uh <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh boy fucking let me just wipe off my spit here <laughs> I, I actually will, uh, spit take I will uh put that on twitter uh, before the episode comes up, so everybody will be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think what you're saying this is amazing, but I think what you're saying, saying yeah, like you kind of feel like you have to give it a higher score. Well, there's a little bit of contrarianism in both of us as well, where if like yeah. an episode is like really highly lauded, and then we watch it, and it's like this isn't very good. Like we watched um, Space Seed the TOS episode where Khan first shows up. Okay. And uh, that's regarded as one of the best episodes of TOS. And we were both like, this kind of sucks. Yeah. This, like, sucks yeah. ass. I feel like that with this one, too. Like, like this one gets, like, lauded, but there's also, like, goofy plot shit that they kind of fudge in. Like, how Picard's the only person who knows about this radiation, and... It's all of the stuff that's well, happening they, on the Enterprise they, feels they unnecessary. Like, uh, created yeah. the scenario that they wanted to happen, and right? they wrote like around they, it. And they wrote yeah. around mm-hmm. it, so it was like, well, why does it have to be right. Picard? Why, you know? So like, they just kind of shoehorned in like lines of dialogue where it's yeah. like, oh, well, he has to be because of X, Y, Z, right? Um, MacGuffin, MacGuffinium. Because like, yeah. ultimately the. The only important thing was that we get Picard in this 1984 situation right. where he's being tortured, um, you know, to, like, explore that and also to, you know, set up the, like, the Cardassians, like, for the future as well. Yeah. Like, to reestablish them as, like, hey, they're bad guys. Yeah, well, that's a good point, too, because, like, TNG kind of suffers from, like, we don't have a bad guy, right? And the Borg fill that in. Yeah, they're really desperately searching for the big bad. And they go through... uh, It's really funny to think that they originally thought the Ferengi were going to be the new Klingons. Yeah. But all you have to do to beat the Ferengi is just jingle jangle some, like, fucking (laughs) Latinum in front of them. And they're like... It's it's the same problem with, like, being afraid of the doll Chucky. You can just kick him over. Yeah, he's he's little. He's little. But he's possessed by a serial killer, Jeff. (laughs) He's a foot tall. (laughs) But he's possessed. Well, Zane's, like, five feet tall, so it's, like, one foot closer to Zane. Absolutely rude. (laughs) That's very true. He's yeah. got a he's got like a foot long knife as well, so that but makes up some of the difference. But you can, in fact, just kick me over. He has a. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest way to defeat me. Uh, Have you fought the same boss? <laughs> <laughs> just kick her over. Get real close and kick her. Uh, so what was your score, Josh? Eight, eight. total. Eight total. Which is, like, pretty good, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's, like, a good episode. I think we had this whole conversation with Rich yeah. about 8 out of 10 being good. 
Well, that's the thing with the the curve. Once again, like once you start talking about TNG, like you're nitpicking with point fives here and there because mm-hmm. it's so consistently good. Same with DS Nine, really. Um, but like Voyager, you'll get like a four. You'll get like a fucking two in Voyager. But are you comparing it? To yeah, like, absolutely. To better. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to. You have to. Right. right. Like it's impossible to not because. It's still Star Trek. Yeah, we try to curve as best and we it, can. And it does, ex- it, it exists in that world. Yeah. Like, yes. You're not watching it in a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. If we were, uh, maybe I could be like, Voyager's fun, but... I mean, Voyager has... I don't, I can't think of an episode of Voyager that's like a 10. The catfish episode. <laughs> it's true. It's a warp 10. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> really fucking confused. Yeah, our whole audience is no, like, you know, I, I, I used I to understand care. this, but now I don't. <laughs> Zane has checked. I've I know. Passed it. <laughs> I know. You know that this is like my superpower. It's just tuning you out, Josh. Yeah, that's how. We, that's where why um, we're friends. I'm, for ex- so long. I'm really happy that I can horn in on that now. That I also <laughs> could be tuned out. You're so welcome. It's an honor, really. Um. <laughs> so distracting. There's a giant uh, Picard action figure dick <laughs> on my back. On my back. You're this welcome. Is like the central focus of everything. I have like a 24. This is like a 32 inch monitor, Jesus. and it's it's big. I didn't. I put it as wallpaper, so it's not. So wait, I'm sorry, Jeff. Did you give your score? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> What's your score, you Jeff? Um, I'm. I think I'm gonna have to go with an eight as well. Yeah. And again, the slob on knob. That's what we do on the show. Yeah, same guy. Um, I, I feel I really felt like I was going to give this a nine or maybe even a ten when I came into it. But like, I thought that too. Watching mm. watching the episode, like I enjoy the parts that happen on the Enterprise as a respite from the sort of like extreme depressiveness of the other plot line. But yeah. it, it does a little bit to undermine it as well. And like. All of the plot points and tension that are set up in the first episode are only really carried out through maybe the first 20 minutes of the Uh, Enterprise plotline. Yeah, like, Crusher and Worf come back, and that's it. Yeah. And that's it. And, and like, that's fine, but... Again, why the fuck were they there? Yeah, <laughs> like, like why was Crusher there? Out of they have an entire organization that does these things. Yeah, Starfleet Intelligence and it's, send fucking professionals. Don't send the no. doctor. And they, a, they send Grandpa, a doctor, and the only Klingon. <laughs> Which that does make sense. Yes, Worf is there. It's self-explanatory why Worf is there. Yeah, except that he doesn't function in that role. No. Well. He gets. Does he get shot? Yeah, he or gets something? shot in the arm, and I think which like to a Klingon, whatever. Well, th- again, there's like mentions in like uh, you know ex- extraneous materials and stuff that like Cardassians uh, don't use stun. Yeah, and have, like if yeah. anybody but Worf would have got shot with that, they would have died. They use disruptors, which are like bad, like really bad, right? Like they disrupt your life. Well, I mean, by it's ending. True. It. <laughs> Like an ex-girlfriend, they they disrupt your life. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Guys. Am I right, guys. fellas? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, douchers? <laughs> douchers. The um, uh, I I didn't just mean it had to be Worf. Worf is like Superman. I mean, like any Klingon could have survived. Yeah. It. 
that would have been interesting if they would have had like a joint mission, but then that, it would have defeated the whole purpose of like, well, this is a Starfleet Starfleet problem. Yeah, that would have muddied the waters of the story. It could have been already, more. F- yeah, it's already kind of a muddied story to begin with. Yeah, I think what Zane said is absolutely right. They rode around the problem they wanted, right? Yeah. How do we get Picard to be tortured? And again, Picard. Patrick Stewart is acting his ass off. The yeah. actor who plays Gull Madrid is doing an amazing job. Again, yeah. check out his seminal work in Secret of the Ooze. Yep. He invents the ooze. He's he is the inventor. the inventor of the ooze. He also Thanks. makes the Super Shredder. He makes Super Shredder and Toka and Razor. Everyone's uh, favorite character. I also read a thing that he very unashamedly admits that um, they brought him in like three days before... Uh, to do this role, and he struggled to memorize uh, his lines because of all he called it like techno babble. Oh yeah, they have to talk about so much yeah. shit. So he read it off of cue cards. Really? Yeah. It doesn't come across at all. It doesn't. It really like he does, and I think that's part of why he's like, yeah, I, I'll talk about it. I'll admit it. Yeah. Like, he's he's not ashamed of it, and I'm not saying that he should be, but um, because he was brought in on such short notice, and because they. <sighs> And expected him to like spit out all of these lines with like words that are nonsense words. Um, yeah, he he worked entirely off of cue cards. Should we have Zane on as the fun fact? Yeah, I was generator? about to say that is two John Larroquette fun facts of the week. Know that I do research. You what? I always research. Uh, I had a it fun has fact, but I have forgotten. Like a, a cracking the spine episode, but it, that's I'm. I didn't bring a notebook today, but... You just remember all this shit, huh? What's that like? <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm so young and vibrant. <laughs> That's <laughs> My true. My mind still works. You don't have plaque in your synapses like I do. <laughs> yeah, Grandpa. Do you want Do yeah. you want to say your age on the podcast for everyone's, everyone to know? Yeah, I'm 19. There you go. 19 yeah. years old. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get arrested. Barely leaving. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Let's not say that on oh, the podcast. I'm no. trying to sell magic mind on. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no. I'm was still good. talking, I Josh. Hold on one second. What were you saying? I don't, I don't remember. remember. It's an eight. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, I was going to talk about, like, we, we're sort of, like, harping on the negative parts of the episode, but, I mean, eight is, yeah. like, extremely good. And seven and a half is not bad. That's literally a half a point less. So don't get yeah, upset. Yeah, I kind of I feel like we're nitpicking a little bit, too. Like, I definitely am with the first episode. I, again, if this if if it wasn't so depressing and good, I would, like, love it. <laughs> like, I felt, I felt like I was on a roller coaster going up the hill on the first episode, and I got yeah. really excited for the plunge back down, but then I got to the second episode, and it kind of just plunged, like, a quarter of the way back, like, whoop. I feel like it plunged back down into, like, like a sad theme park, where, like, <laughs> there's, like... Children working the it was like, it machines. Was a, like, a, you went all the way down the hill, but it was slow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and there's, like, I, I was sort of set up, <laughs> children, I was sort of set up with uh, expectations that were maybe a little bit higher than the episode could. And again, it's 
Yeah. Probably because of the way the episode is treated overall in the fandom as like you know one of the most amazing episodes. Yeah. And I would I would put it solidly up with eight out of ten episodes. Like Patrick Stewart's acting his ass off. Like I said, Gold Madrid three fucking days preparation and he does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. That guy's um, like a world class actor. Like yeah. yeah. He he's like one of those weird like in the eighties and early nineties they they like did this thing with like really good especially like British actors yeah where they I was were gonna like, say like theater trained yeah, actors yeah Shakespearean they were like, actors yeah. they were like this guy's great for Ninja Turtles too right <laughs> yes and they, they did they got cast in all this yeah. weird goofy shit yeah. like um what's his name uh so the guy who plays Soren in, in uh, Generations oh Fuck. yeah um oh my god again oh, Jesus Christ yeah Amazing. we don't prepare for this Clockwork Orange Oh, that guy. That's on yeah, yeah. Tongue. Like, he gets cast in, like, all this sci-fi shit. Even to this day, he's, like, in, like, this goofy-ass fucking shit. And yeah. it's, it's a, I guess it's a job, right? Like, but you'd think, like, these dudes w- should be winning, like, awards and they're fucking creating the secret Malcolm of the Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Thank you. God damn it, Jeff. I remembered it, like, two seconds. I Googled it. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't have to Google it. Okay, everybody give Zayner points. Thank you. <laughs> she has so many points. Don't give her any more I points. I need more. No more points. So, 8 out of 10. <laughs> Zane, we have appreciated you being on the podcast today. Is there anywhere you would like to uh, point our listeners to find you online or maybe just something you think is cool? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. Um, I, no. I, I, other stuff you guys do? I have no idea. Yay! You heard it here first. Do not follow Zane. Don't look for her. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm not fucking on there ever. Yeah, nobody's on there anymore. Yo, it's like so bad now. I know we can say this. even worse. I get so much bullshit that I hate. I I hate it. I had a DM the other day that was like 1000% from a bot that was programmed to get angry if you called it a bot because it wasn't mm-hmm. responding to the things I was saying it was just being angry at me that was Zane <laughs> oh yeah that was just me I'm sorry damn <laughs> Sorry, I thought you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I didn't talk to you enough about uh, anime and mongo, I as it kept saying. I need more. <laughs> mongo. M-O-N-G-A. What's Mongo. your favorite mongo? Mongo. <laughs> oh, boy. So no, don't but, follow but yes, Zane. You can follow me on Twitter, and if you like reach out to me on Twitter, I will probably see it and answer, but it's not like I'm tweeting all the time. What's, so that, what's that at? Yeah. Uh, Zane Pants. And uh, do you want people to follow you on Instagram? No. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Best guest we've ever had. <laughs> Sorry, Rich and Kevin and Paul. And Bam. Only... And Bam. Shit, I always forget. I'm sorry, Bam. Uh, I always forget Bam was But I, I am the female. Yeah, we've, uh, we, Allegedly. as people have pointed out, we've only had uh, one female guest. In the history of the podcast, it's been on for like seven years. Yeah, that's not good. That's not a great track. That's record. a big we sausage fest. This podcast. we don't have a really good. We're not great at. I should have brought more sausage. <laughs> you know what? I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, I bring. Me too. <laughs> you can uh, follow us at M Class Podcast on Twitter, and uh, you can find our website at uh, mclasspodcast.com. 
And uh, you know what? Head on over to our Patreon. Support the show at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar, you get access to behind-the-scenes posts, wallpapers, and a Discord full of your favorite Trek boys, if you like any of them. I don't know. (laughs) And uh, every little bit helps support the show. If you want to put down a little bit more money, you get access to other projects we do on Patreon. So far, we've got Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, a podcast about everything that isn't Star Trek. And uh, Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, our commentary track series, where I think the last one we did was The Mummy. The Mummy, yeah. Ninja Turtles. We did Ninja Turtles, The Mummy, a uh, bunch of other ones. Yeah, we've done like Mario six Brothers. or seven now. I love that movie. I, I also Mario love Brothers. Mario Brothers. I love that movie. And we did Rumble in the Bronx. Yeah. I, Beastmaster I, 2. I really, Josh picked that one. I really, so specific. I really wish uh, that I could be as informative on everything else as I was on that Mario Brothers. You were like the track. Zane of this show on yeah. that show. <laughs> Do you know all the things? I know all the things about the Mario Brothers movie. I even had a fun fact about that That's one. That's fucking awesome. That the person that I know who owns the shoe, the bomb with the shoes, she has it still. I, told I you want that, right? that so bad. Well, you gotta ask her. <laughs> it's the little no. bomb has Reebok. On His the Reebok. Yeah. Anyway, Nike didn't, Nike didn't want the, that. Please, please support us. Patreon.com. Without your money, the show doesn't happen. Just saying. Buy us a sausage. This would be a good place for me to start selling feet pics. This yeah. is this, this is, is what, it. This yeah. is my Where can people find the feet yeah. pics? Yeah, I, well, podcast. you know, listen. Reach out to me, and you know, we'll work something out. <laughs> case by case. Um, asterix? Maybe. Don't do that. I don't know. Nah, we'll see. I, <laughs> They're just and feet. if we get ten percent, they're just dude, feet. Thank you. Do we <laughs> right? get, do we get a <laughs> finder's foot fee? No. Like if people if people want feet pics, fuck it. Yeah. It's the easiest shit no, to take I'll a picture. No, I'll send you of. pictures of my feet, but they come as is. Yeah. Also, there is a markup for demand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like your foot agent. Oh yeah. Oh okay. I'm just trying to horn in on. Well, that's that's He's what Jeff just asked, and I said fee. no. So I might have to like. Yeah. Resend that. So yeah, you know what, Jeff? I'll cut you into. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I'll be making the real internet money. That's right. I mean, yeah, internet probably. fuck you money. Uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, big thanks to Vitizen for the use of our tra- his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. You can find Vitizen uh, at vitizen.card.co. That's two R's in card. And uh, anywhere better music is found, uh, if you're in the um, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia area, I'm not sure, actually, uh, look up on his website where he's playing shows with his band, Santosha. They're playing a bunch of shows right now, and they fucking rule. Yep. Good shit. And that's it. Oh, also, if you didn't get the memo last time, M-Class email is over. Sorry. Oh. We have to read emails. That's a shame. Uh, Love you, everybody. (laughs) We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of M-Class Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.
I'm mentally ill. Trip with your boy.